Hello, and welcome to the Marysville Journal Tribune podcast. My name is Michael Williamson, and I'm here today with Mac Cordell, reporter, Kayleen Petrovia, reporter, Ali Lanassa, reporter, and Chad Williamson, managing editor. All right, so today on the show, we're going to talk about the topic of solar farms. Uh, over the years, a handful of rural Ohio properties have been, you know, the focus of solar farm companies and developing land so that solar panels can be put on there. Um, and, you know, kind of among those properties that have been looked at, uh, there are a few in, in Union County um, that are being considered or being kind of, you know, uh, there's some progress being made on them. So uh, where do you guys want to start? Probably just with an overview of the the three and now possibly four that are... Uh are ready to are looking at coming into the area. Um, Mac and Allie have been covering more of these. You know, f- Allie from the school school board side with uh, North Union having a couple of these things, or actually three of three of the four have a piece. Would, yes, would involve um, North Union school district and and Mac from the county end of it. So I don't know. Do you guys have any certain ones you're more comfortable talking about than other ones, or how would you guys like to? And just real basic kind of stuff about the size of them and and how much they they stand tend stand to put into the economy and things like that. Why don't I start with the first two that kind of came in? And the first two came in together. Um, one is uh, called Union Solar, and it's um, it's supposed to be on about thirty five hundred acres uh, near the intersection of Route. Uh, 31 and 739 in York and Washington townships. Uh, that one has already been approved by the Ohio Power Siting Board, uh, and it's ready to move forward. That was approved in uh, that was approved last week. Um, the other one is called the Cadence Solar Energy Center or the Cadence Project, and it uh, it has about 5,500 acres. Uh, under contract or under lease. Now, they won't use all of that. They will kind of go through and say, hey, what's the best, you know, what's the best land to use here? Um, and it it is um, in Liberty and York Townships uh, and Taylor Township, I guess, as well. Um, it is kind of south of 47 between Yearsley and Storms Road, north of 347. Uh, and it was approved in November those two have been approved. I know the Samsung project that Allie knows a little bit more about, that one's not been approved. Is that right? It has not been approved by the Power Siting Board at this time. It's not even listed as a pending case yet. Um, but we do know that it is to be located at the intersection of routes 4 and 37, um, going into Magnetic Springs and Richwood. Um, it is about um, 1,400 acres, which would bring the three solar projects in Union County to be a total of 10,000 acres. Not all used for panels, but under contract. Under Yes, and it, it's my understanding that um, the solar, there's, there's two different payment levels for acreage with the farm. So if uh, farmland that has solar panels on it, it, it gets paid one rate farmland that doesn't have the panels on it gets paid another rate but the farmers can still use that land they're still getting a payment for it and they can use it to farm um and there's a fourth project uh that has been announced uh but it is it's not at the queue yet it's not you know it, it is really 
in the very, very early stages. So we don't know a whole lot about it. Um, it's called Light Source uh, BP, and it's actually called the ACMAR Solar Project, but uh, Light Source BP is the developer. And it's going to be in Union and Logan counties, kind of crossing the border. So I, I don't know a whole lot about it. I don't know the size. Yeah, I, it's, all I know, I suppose we, I don't think you guys mentioned like kind of the money that each one, I know, strangely enough, we just heard about that fourth one. Uh, it was mentioned at Marysville School Board meeting last Thursday, and uh, Treasurer Todd Johnson said it it wouldn't be as large. At least Marysville's the payment to Marysville schools wouldn't be as large. It would be in the low six figures. So, the you low know, six and then figures. the low six figures, you know, just a drop in drop in the bucket compared to what some of the other ones are putting in. But strangely enough, though, so that was the first I heard about it, and then Friday morning, waiting in our email inboxes was an oppositional letter <laughs> alerting us about how terrible this thing was when it was the first we'd even heard of it which is kind of par for the course i think maybe we should touch on pay other payments into the school districts and the county and some of the other agencies and then maybe then maybe we talk about the opposition we've heard and and, and heard around the county and things like that so there's really two ways to um to deal with the solar farm, they can either pay property and real property tax the same as any other uh, farm would, um, and that is ebbs and flows as property values ebb and flow as Incre increases when a new levy comes on. Increases when a new levy comes on, but decreases as the equipment that's on that land depreciates. Uh, so it's really hard to project what from year to year uh, the payment will be, and certainly to project today what the payment in year 35 will be. Um, the, other, the other thing that they can do is create a payment in lieu of taxes or a pilot, and that's a situation where they would agree to pay a certain amount for every year for the next 35 years, and it would be split um, between essentially all of the taxing entities uh, based on how much of a, the tax dollar each of those entity gets. And there's really complicated formulas, and, and both sides are trying to um, give the best look they can. And, and certainly the solar farm are pushing for the payment in lieu of taxes. And generally that payment in lieu of taxes over the life of the project is going to be less than the payment, but they can, less than the tax payment would be, but they can plan now for year 35, the district can. So there, there's a value of knowing exactly what that number is. And it, and it also serves, it, this is the, this is the way they deal with abatement situations. The same way, you know, governments give tax abatements to businesses to come in town. This is the way you abate to entice, you know, power power programs to come in and things like that. Because right. you can't really, you know, abate the ground or, or anything like that. It's, and, it's This is kind of the way they do that. This is the and, incentive. And with the property tax, right, the, the highest payments would be in the first years. Um, 
which doesn't give them a whole lot of time to get up and running and start generating profit. With the the payment in lieu of taxes, it gives them a little bit more time to to build up and stretches that payment over thirty five years. So. so Everything that they've that these companies have brought forward so far with estimates on what they would be paying into the communities and schools and everything, everything we'll be talking about are, is pilot money. So, what are we looking at from the at least the three that we're a little more certain of? How much are they looking? Let's start with the schools because that's the biggest thing and that's the thing that impacts the most people's, you know, their own tax bills. Yeah. Do you have those those numbers, Allie? So according to an analysis that um, Cadence's attorneys did, um, North Union officials have been told they could make up to $750,000 per year from that project with the pilot agreement, um, where based on where it's be located, um, Marysville District would probably receive between $500,000 and $700,000 over the next three decades if the pilot is accepted in annual payments. Sure. So then what are the the other uh, farms? What are they looking to? Because the one's all in North Union, correct? The Samsung, S- Samsung project Samsung is entirely is. in. Yeah. So that first one was for the Cadence. That was for yeah. Cadence. Yeah. Samsung is not far enough along to have those numbers yet. They haven't put any out. What are they at in terms of acreage compared to Cadence? Um. It's a lot smaller. That one's only about um, twelve hundred acres or so. It's, it's less about acreage than, than it is megawatts. Megawatts is what they. I get but that. If but if you have less acreage, you're gonna. Have we don't have anything yeah. else to kind of try to give people an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless they have some incredible technology that sucks in more sun into their panels. I mean, if one's five times the size of the other, it's got to generate more. I, I would think. You would think. Yeah. So okay, so we have no figures for that. What about? Uh, the the U- other. Union Solar. Yeah, um, I think it is predominantly also in the North Union I, School District. I think that too. I think it's all actually. Is it not all? I did not think it was entirely. I thought there was a little bit that was in. I thought Cadence was the, the Cadence was the only one they talked about at Marysville School Board meeting. And then that BP, the BP, and, and BP, yeah. but they didn't have a number. So this. But, yeah, I don't. I don't remember the the total on on the Union Solar. Uh, Union Solar has been more difficult to work with, uh, and the the commissioners have had a little bit more difficulty getting actual numbers. What's the acreage on that one? The acreage on that one is about thirty five hundred acres. So that's so if but, you add so if you add here again, it's not it's not. It's not a ratio of one to one necessarily, but if you add Union Solar and Samsung together, it starts to approach that five thousand. Yeah, but but here's, acre number that cadence is. Here's where this falls through a little bit: is that Osceola has less acres but more megawatts because they are likely going to use more. A, a larger proportion of the land they have under lease, right? Okay. That's the that's where it. Okay. And I should say at this moment, that amount we have for Cadence going to the school districts has only been provided by Cadence attorneys. Um, The county commissioners have their own attorneys working on estimates as well. We're hoping that that will come up at a meeting soon. We should say, like, at the time we're recording this, which is Tuesday morning, tonight there is going to be a 
are they even calling it an information session? It's called a special session. Mm-hmm. A special section session of the county commissioners where are they're inviting, I assume, all the solar companies. It's all, open to the public. To the public. I would I would assume the solar companies are gonna have representatives there. I don't know whether they'll speak. Um I know a couple of Plain City Council members have indicated that they want to be there when Commissioner Dave Burke was at the most recent Plain City Council meeting and Plain City is not being affected by mm-hmm. any of the solar farms at the moment. But I think there's a large interest for this widely in our community because even if you're not being affected right now, there's a sense that it's coming. That's right. right. Fairbanks yeah. doesn't have anything in it, or I don't know about, I don't think Triad, but you never know. Now, you can't ignore the fact that these things are locating north right now because that's cheaper property. You can get 5,000 acres in northern Union County a lot cheaper than southern Union County. It's not to say, maybe it's not 5,000 acres, but another 1,200 acre one pops up down around in Jonathan Alder School District or Fairbanks. I think there's a, a likelihood that uh, you will see some of these pop up in, certainly in the Jonathan Alder School District, on the northwest corner of Madison County where mm-hmm. land is land is cheap again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think um, Plain City officials are kind of looking to see what their Union County commissioners mm-hmm. are going to do, maybe as a hint to see what Madison County commissioners may follow with. Right. right. All, all that to say, I think, Tonight's meeting, and we've said about this, if, if there's anything big, we'll try to update it on this week's podcast as like an add-on, or we might talk about it again. I think the the people who come and speak tonight about this is going to be as interesting as anything because, you know, there's going to be some citizens. You're, you're going to get farm community members um, who seem to be putting up the most opposition about this these things chewing up big hunks of viable farmland, they're going to speak out. But and and I think maybe the solar companies will try to put their best foot forward. And might speak. What I'm waiting for is the schools, because right now you know, Marysville's this one piece of one farm is five hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars a year annually. North Union, my guess, is going to be a million dollars a year, which is a massive amount of money for North Union. Right. And no one from the schools has spoken, has gone on record. Now, there was a meeting in North Union in which one of the county commissioners kind of tried to feel out the school district members, correct, the officials. Commissioner Steve Robinson came to a work session in January um, just to kind of see what North Union's position was. He was asking if they were in favor or opposing um, of the pilot program. Um, And the school board was really hesitant to speak because they felt that at the moment um, they didn't have enough information to make an educated um, decision. And they they don't have a say-so. Right. The commissioners will... I guess we should say the commissioners are looking at banning going forward all future solar developments, period. Yes, that's what Uh, tonight's meeting is about. The ones that are kind of in place are kind of going forward. So this thing stands. They are looking at the possibility of kind of like lopping this thing off after these three or maybe four farms and no more locate here. So that's the thrust. And they were trying to figure out how the school district felt about it. But the school districts don't have an official input. They can right. they can speak and say, hey, this is how this impacts us. But, you know, they, they don't get to say, well, we think it should be allowed and our vote is this. It's They're not a voting member of this. It's all in the commissioner. So 
but like you said, they were trying to feel out the school board, and the school board didn't bite. Right. <laughs> um, they definitely knew what was going on, and they said a few of them were like, they're trying to just put us on us to make the decision instead of them making the decision. Um, and they were also nervous to make a view because they think it could appear as a riff between the um, county commissioners and the school board if they have different opinions on this. That And that's, see, this is... This is where we can't write this stuff in a news article, but you kind of smell what's going on. You know, you can write the exchange, but there's also, you just kind of know, you can see what's going on there. So at this point, I think we can talk a little bit about the way this thing feels like it's, this solar thing feels like it's unfolding around here. The farming community is kind of up in arms, a lot of them against these things. I think the commissioners are listening to those people I know at least two. I'm, I'm fairly sure Dave Burke and and uh, Robinson, they've said nothing positive about solar farms. Am I going too far in saying that? No, I think that's fair to say. And, I've not heard anything positive. Right. And Chris Schmink has been quiet. Has she said anything? Uh, you know, I think uh, Commissioner Schmink has actually been... I would uh, like to quickly go add go that um, when that discussion with Robinson happened, um, it was referring to the pilot program for Cadence because at the time Union Solar had not been approved by the Power Siting Board. Um, and I, Matt can maybe speak on this about um, if the county commissioners decide not to approve the pilot agreement, um, would the solar farms back out? That has been a question that has been proposed. Yeah, that's a, that's almost a game of chicken, I think. You know what? Like, I don't, I don't know if it's a game of chicken or not. Like, I mean, honestly, I don't know if they would. There's other ground available, I suppose. Uh, so I don't know if they would. They certainly have made the the threat, I guess, that if you don't approve this. We will go away. There's something favorable about the area. I, I know Northern Union County has lower ground prices, but there's low ground prices in communities all around here. Pretty much almost every surrounding. If you go over to Madison, you could buy up Madison County for what you're buying here. If you go over to Logan and Champaign, go to go to Kenton, go up by, like you can find cheap land. So. I don't know what it is about the location. But I think they are. I mean, I think if you look at Hardin County they're and buying County some, but Madison I mean, County. They're poking around, but we've got three, two big ones, a third medium, and now this fourth, like all in a, you know, a segment of our, mm-hmm. of our county. That to say, if they don't get the pilot, if they don't get the tax incentive, do they pull out? I don't know. There seems to be something they're looking for in this area but you know the flip side of this is what do we stand to lose what what do north union voters i mean not everybody in north union school districts is a farmer that is just kind of fundamentally opposed to this thing some people in that school district i would think are looking at this and going this is a million dollar i don't know what their operating budget is every year but a million dollars is a ton of money in North Union because they don't have a lot of, of residential growth. Therefore, their their costs don't fluctuate a lot. You know, they, they'll have some inflationary things, but they're not taking in four hundred new students a year. That's so, the thing is, it's it, you hate to say free money, but most of the time, most of the time, new money 
comes with new responsibilities, whether it's new programs that they have to do, or most, most likely it's new students new that students, they have to serve. New teachers that have to be hired or new buildings. North Union has built new buildings. They right. got they got in on the kind of the state assistance several years ago. Their buildings are in good shape. You know, eventually I think they'll probably get some of this residual housing growth, but not yet. I don't think it's too far out of the realm to say a million dollars a year influx into North Union's coffers keeps them off the ballot for at least 20 years. I think that's accurate because I believe from a previous meeting they said their operating budget is between 25 and $30 million a year, which I don't know in comparison for Marysville. We've talked about in the newsroom um, how this probably has a greater impact on North Union. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, there's two two bigger projects going in versus just the one or maybe part of another one. You know, And what a million dollars does in... North Union's budget versus even a million. So, and I and I and I fall back to the fact that I want to hear school districts speak tonight. Mm -hmm. I I I don't know how they don't. I understand that up until now it hasn't necessarily been crunch time. And okay, if we can just get these solar farms in and not speak out in favor of them, then the voters who are mad won't be mad at us. But at some point, and I know, Mac, you've talked about this living in Madison County where there's another one. And and quite honestly, I'm a Marysville school district resident. I will think differently about my school district if they don't speak up in favor of these. If they don't say, hey, this is bringing money into our district, growing district, without bringing any new students. It's, as you said, free money. Yeah. If you don't speak up in support of that and what it can do for your district, and I understand some people aren't going to... I'm going to like it out in the farming community, but Marysville's, you know, city population, you know, the well, volume of voters see with these. Is, is, is massive compared to the number of people who own farms or kind of fundamentally feel a certain way. So in my mind, Marysville's board and administration has to represent everybody, even maybe the people that aren't being allowed they have to look at that. It, and, you know, Marysville is going to be on the ballot several times in the next 10 years. If they just stay quiet about this because they don't want to upset the farming community or the opposition, I don't want to just say it's all farmers. If they don't, if they just say mom, I don't know that that's representing everybody. Even though they're not out there screaming bloody murder, you know there's out, they're out there. You know it benefits the district. You know there's people that are just, you know— you know, it's and maybe it's not their fight, but they're in favor of it, so they're not screaming as loud as maybe some other people. But you have to represent them, and I think you have to go on record and and support it. Or you know what, if they go on record and you know I'm putting words in their mouth, that people from both districts could stand up and say, yeah, we don't think this is best for us. But that's going to tell me something too. And I know that probably you know you guys in this room are, are tired of hearing me say this, but I have contacted the Madison Plains school board members and you say that most of the people who are kind of in favor of the, the solar farms are quiet. I am not. Uh, I have reached out to my school board members and said, if you do not full-throatedly support these and support the money that they're going to bring into to the Madison Plains school district for Madison Plains, um, you, will, you will change me from an automatic yes vote to an automatic no vote. I am I am an easy yes vote for schools, but if they say we don't need a million dollars from the solar farm, then you surely don't need my money either. And so. I think this is an important time to once again reiterate that these podcasts give us, I mean, reporters are people. You form opinions. We live in these communities and we have opinions on things that happen. 
we can talk about these things here and not write like this. Three of the four of us sitting at this table have had to write stories about these solar farms. We have our opinions or whatever. I don't think you'll see it. I don't think, I'm certain you don't see it in the stories. We've had oppositions, the, the strong voices of the opposition. We found out someone who owned land that was leased and let them tell us why it was important to them. You know, the school districts have stayed mom, but we've covered the county commissioners and we've put out there what they've said about this. So we write these things down the middle. We'll cover this meeting tonight down the middle. In this podcast, we're just offering up personal feelings because that's the nature of a podcast, I guess, or at least this kind. You you want a little bit of insight more than, you know, your traditional news story. So that's that's what we give as people that kind of live and work around this stuff. Sure. And I think this is a good time to kind of talk about um, what some of those oppositions have been from people around the proposed projects. Yeah, you've covered the you've covered kind of the nastier meetings like that. What do people yes. what do people say about stuff like so that? So a lot of people cite drainage issues um, as well as the unsightly appearance because they fear, you know, looking at that that it's not going to be with a fence. But the companies have said there will be fences around um, these places as well. Um, green has been green space, green space and like a viable farmland would be taken away. Um, but the companies have said that this could also um, benefit not being used farmland for like 30 years because it conserves the land and allows it to kind of replenish. Um, so that's kind of like the opposite side of the argument. They do they do set aside money. Each of these projects set aside sets aside money. So should they go away, the land gets restored to its original state. Correct. 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 Okay. So so that's not an argument that all of a sudden. In 10 years, this place goes bankrupt, or 35, their contract's done, and they just leave town. It, I, I think it's, it's exactly the opposite, because it, I know that when you mentioned that we talked to one of these families, uh, when I talked to these families, several of them have told me the same thing. We don't want to farm this. Our kids aren't going to farm this. But we still need to make money. Now, that gives us two options. We either lease it to the solar farms, or we sell it to a developer who wants to put houses on. And what and have we heard the solar companies? The solar companies, and I think she said it, the family member you're talking about, she framed it in a way that solar energy is a crop. Solar energy is an agricultural product, right. essentially, where you take, look, you take the sun and rain into the, into the soil and grow, or you take the sun into this and turn the, into energy. The crop you're producing is, is, is energy. Is, but it defers the decision for another 35 years and lets another generation come along. And maybe maybe this family's grandchildren say, hey, we do want to farm this land. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a – I think there's some farmland preservation there that people, people aren't seeing. Today, uh, this won't be producing corn or soybeans uh, or, you know, beef, but it will be in 30 years it's still viable cropland – Versus if they put houses on it, it's gone forever. Right. And, and you know, right now, the country, I guess, needs energy and it needs to go to renewable energy sources and kind of get away from the fossil fuel standard. That's not to say in 35 years, the need for food, <laughs> the need to produce outweighs what we've got in place. 35 years, you have no idea right. what, what the needs of this country are going to be. And I think 35 years is a... 
But like you said, if it's houses, it's houses for 100, 200 years. If it's, if it's a city, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. if it's a factory, something like this, not only they can also use some of the space around the panels for things like bee, bee farms, correct? Uh, uh, I don't know about beef. I certainly know that sheep. I remember you saying honey operations and oh, bees. Oh, bee. I'm sorry. Bees, not, not beef. Yeah, yeah. Not beef. beef. I, think, I, bees. Saying, I, think, I think beef is a little bit big. Uh, but, yes, they they put uh, beehives on there, and they can, you know, plant a variety of sort of low, low things, low crops that the bees – uh, pollinate and then kind of produce honey. Uh, they also they also put a lot of sheep on these, and you can put sheep and goat. And certainly, you're producing food uh, when you when you grow sheep and and goats. So there's a lot of things that can be done. It's just not traditional farming. And these two those two things, sheep and bees, both uh, coexist very well with solar farming. Yeah, I wonder, you know, you guys talked about like some of the reasons for opposition and some of the uncertainties. Like sometimes I just wonder if, like if this was kind of operating in an, in a kind of old school way where, you know, these companies weren't kind of larger, uh, you know, in like a multi uh, state or, 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 you know, kind of national corporate entities, if it would be something that would sort of, you know, aside from all the political stuff, like if, if they were a more locally based thing, if that wouldn't, you know, I don't know, help people kind of understand or, or like you said. Where was it, Mac, we were reading about where a community itself put up its own solar array? Right. And then essentially acted as a, the way a, a community would sell water or sewer to residents, they became the electric company and put up, so, and everybody was just, it worked out and they were super happy about it. I will say this though, nothing I've, I mean, you've heard some ridiculous things said about well, they're taking our sun and sending the energy to New York City. But I've not heard anything that it's because it's big groups. You know, it's just we don't want it. Yeah, I mean, you do. You, I like that, that you do hear the, the, the folks say, well, you're stealing our energy and sending it to, you know, and they're making the, these solar panels in China and or Canada or wherever. And, you know, that's. Your soybeans aren't all being eaten locally, so... I would say there was some opposition. Um, I previously covered a township meeting where Samsung representatives came, and there was some concern from people that the panels weren't American-made because Samsung is an international company. So I think that could play into it, Michael, about it not being locally based. The other thing that I would say, and for me, as I look at these, my biggest issue... um, you know, I wrote yesterday about the Renner Bailey Farm, and they don't want um, a gas line going across their land. And a lot of farmers are saying, no, they shouldn't have to put a gas line across their land. And I'm, I agree. Um, I'm a proper. A lot of people look at that and say, well, that's the same thing. You don't want solar panels on it versus you don't want a gas line buried underneath it. But it's very different. It's very, very different because it's both about the right of the property owner to do with their property as they see fit within the law. The renters are saying, and the Baileys are saying, we we should have the right to not run a gas line across our land. And the farmers in the north are saying, we should have the right to lease our land That's right. to, to the solar farms if we want to. Again, both of these are perfectly legal. Both of them are... Um, you know, they've purchased the land. They should get to control it. It's not like they they want to do something. I don't. I don't. In a Republican county like this, and especially the North End, 
being as Republican as it is, to want to say, you know what we need is some more government in here to tell us what to do with our land is a pretty strange bedfellow. I look at the, the cows in, in Richwood, and I, you know, I see the support for, hey, if a homeowner wants to have a cow at their house in, in the, village. Rich, in in the, the village, village of Richwood, yeah. they should be able to. And I say, okay, we'll extend that further south to the property owners who want to, who want to make some money off of their land that they don't want to farm anymore. They should have that right to do that. So, um, it's confounding to me a little bit. And I think I've I've talked to you guys about this before. It's interesting that it doesn't seem to be just a sentiment in Union County and kind of an anomaly where we're like, well, this is a generally very conservative community, but on this issue, we lean this way. I mean, I've told you all I was in Dark County for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and there were, you know, yard signs, bright yellow yard signs everywhere I went that said no solar in Dark County, and it just struck me like, wow, statewide, people really feel this way. Before this podcast, I was looking up other areas Mm -hmm. and what they were going through, and I never found community welcome solar farm (laughs) with open arms. It was every one of them, and, and some of them were small, 500-acre yeah. operations, and, and it was residents opposed to them. Mm-hmm. And it kind of baffles me. I, even with a wind farm, I could understand it's big, and I guess it's more unsightly. But to me, like, solar panels are kind of low, especially if they have setbacks, fences, and, and green space, and, and trees and shrubs. You don't see them as much. But, yeah, you're right. Like, it... Uh, conspiracy theory comes out of me again, but after we just had the House Bill 6 thing where renewables got trampled in that whole householder thing in favor of nuclear and coal, you bailed out coal plants, you you thrust money into nuclear, and you repealed some some mandates to help renewable energy, you almost wonder if these things aren't aren't just organic if there is if there's a grassroots operation behind it that you know see here we go again old deep state conspiracy (laughs) theory but based on what happened in our state it's not as much money was put in to essentially put people in place to vote in a coal-friendly speaker of the house to think that you don't find operatives in counties where these things are that stir people up and organize them and get them speaking out. And, you know, you don't want to say it's there's false narratives going around, but there's definitely some inflated dangers. The drainage thing keeps coming up at meetings, but the Union County Commissioners had uh, they commissioners met, from what, Kenton? I believe, yeah, Hardin County. Hardin County come in and say, yeah, when they put ours in, they had a drainage company on standby, and if a tile got broken, they replaced it right there. So drainage, this is the same company, wasn't it? Uh, I don't believe it was the same okay. company, but there's a. So that goes away, certain, but you they keep, certainly can do that. Yeah, the they can. People told that specific thing keep using that drainage narrative mm-hmm. when they've been told it's kind of off the table. You know, if you if you set up your wording right and right. you put down some. Some some standards. Yeah, they can certainly leverage the these companies to say, hey, you're not you're not gonna mess with the drainage, you're not gonna put another panel in until you fix that drainage tile if you break it. So mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think maybe some of the dangers of solar farms may have been amplified a bit or maybe 
there's more concern in some areas than it maybe (laughs) should garner. But I think I've talked to you all about this too. I think at the root of it, it's kind of interesting to me as someone who didn't grow up in Union County and is now, you know, learning more about the residents here and the different ideologies. And I think there's certainly a group of people in Union County who feel more resistant to change because they cherish this community so much as their home and not just the place that they grew up, but the place that generations of their family grew up. And I think with that comes just a fear of something new. And maybe it's not necessarily that we think that the drainage is going to be wrecked in this community or there's going to be some adverse health effect, but just the idea that I'm seeing my community change, I think is really hard to to grapple with. And I think I would probably feel similarly if, you know, Marysville had been my home as far back as I can remember in my family history. And I think even just maybe subconsciously to see that, like, we have gone from having cattle on this land, you know, I don't know if that's the case, but this is where we used to raise cattle and now there are these mechanical things there. I think just hurts some people to feel as though our community isn't what it's always been and in their mind what it should be. That's that's really, really true. And you know what even makes it worse is I think the closer you are to a city, you expect you always know, well, if I if I'm a quarter of a mile away from Marysville city limits, I think there's always a expectation that well something the city could grow around me Mm -hmm. where they're dumping a lot of these solar farms are out areas far removed from anything incorporated i think there was never a fear you know if you're if you're 15 miles away from the closest city and that city is richwood (laughs) or marysville you think you know what it's going to be like this till i die Mm-hmm. It's farmland. It, you know, it's not incorporated. There's no water and sewer. It's not like a housing development's going to pop up, you know. And then all of a sudden, a solar farm pops up. And it's very modern and it's very technical and it feels very industrial. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's quiet. There's no pollution. There's no additional traffic. It's not like a Walmart that has to have delivery trucks. You know, once it's in, it's just kind of a quiet neighbor. It's just a different neighbor. And I think you're exactly right. And I and I would take that another step in that I think in the farther you get away out in a rural setting, the mm-hmm. less you ever expected something like that to happen. And I think it's especially tough because then where do we draw the line between this is my community, but it's their property. And I think people want to see, people have a lot of pride in their community in Union County and are very very proud to share that they're from here and you know they love Union County and I think it's hard to maintain that but also let other people drive the direction that your community is going in but at the end of the day you know these are the people who have been maybe just fortunate enough to have the land that's valuable that somebody wants to come and put something innovative there and I think there has to be a recognition that you don't always get to make that decision, and, you know? And it benefits your schools. It benefits your libraries. It, benef- it you, We've talked about schools. The county stands to make as much as the schools, pretty yeah, the, much. The county would make significant money. It, it's millions. Millions yes. annually the county would take in. And what can they do with that land? Uh, the, or land, I'm sorry, money. What can they do with that money? And, and all of these other, the health department and the library, Marysville Library, I saw, I think, would 
would make some, yes. well, you know. With the pilot agreement, too, isn't it that they're dedicated to hiring local people to fill more jobs as well? So, yeah, with the pilot, they are required to, um, for the, the construction of the program, they are required to, um, I believe, 80% of the workers that, that build the project have to be Ohio, from Ohio. Uh, they're also required to work with the school district to create a curriculum that deals with solar energy, and they have to work with the local fire department to uh, to, to create a, a emergency management plan. So should something weird happen, or if there's a fire, if there's if there's ever anything, um, but ultimately that um, a lot of times gives training or new equipment to the fire department. Uh, additionally, the those solar projects tend to um, there's, there can be a requirement that they are also make a major a, a gift to a, a different project. You know, I, I know that they one of them gave what was it fifty thousand dollars to the to the Richwood Fair. Um, you know, there's all sorts of. I know that in Madison County, one of them <clears throat> came in and gave significant boosts at the four uh, at the the county fair. To I was, I was about the, to say, I would think you would start seeing them buying some animals here and there at the, exactly at the livestock right. sales. That's exactly right. They are uh, they're donating to projects, big and small. Um, some of it altruistically, you know, not sure. to, to to make to help give a good name, but also the pilot can be the pilot payment goes from seven thousand dollars per kilowatt to nine thousand dollars, and it can range anywhere in there. And the county commissioners have the ability to say, okay, we will set it at 7000 but you're then required to make certain amounts of gifts. And you know, there's a negotiation that can happen there. And there are, there are some benefits that aren't as readily seen um, for some uh, other groups. So. I, just, I just think of, I know the... Uh one of the school districts named when uh, I can't even remember the the litigants, basically that sued to bring about change in Ohio school reform. Uh-huh. The I used to I did twenty years ago I did a lot of stuff on that and I know that one of the districts they always referenced as showing the discrepancies was uh, up at around Perry I believe mm-hmm. Perry School District because it had a nuclear plant in it. All that to say. Energy creators drive a tremendous amount of money into everything around them. You know, up there though, you had the detriment of a solar plant or a no, nuclear plant. Right. And if you had any, you know, fears about that, coal plants are what they are. You know, this seems like one of these energy, you know, it's an industry. Now, it doesn't generate jobs like long term, but it doesn't bring any hassles. Right. It doesn't it doesn't make any noise, no light pollution, no traffic. It just seems like all it creates locally is money. And it, I, I it struggle. Doesn't bring, it doesn't bring students into the school that adds a burden to the school. There's no real uh, you don't need to increase police protection anywhere because of it. You don't have even white collar crimes. Um, you don't have to create um additional infrastructure generally whatever roads you have are, are sufficient Every, and they are required if even in the construction 
if the construction equipment is going to damage the roads, they're required to put new infrastructure in. So what you could have is you could have them building a road that that they're going to use for six months of construction and then for the next 25 years the county is is gifted this every story much better I read, road. every story i read from other areas of the state was resident complaints about these solar farms and then the solar farms making concessions you know just over and over and we're not necessarily to that point yet i think with these negotiations but you know, and that's not to say they're buying up a lot of these three, four, maybe four farms are buying up a lot of acreage and maybe another one never locates here. But, man, they sure have located here quickly and have brought their checkbook. So I guess to say just blanket, no more. Now, if you want to judge case by case, if like they throw another one up north that's massive and you're like, all right, that's that's 15,000 acres out of the northern Indian County. That's just too much in one area. Okay. So, 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 judge them case by case. I think what uh, the legislation that Chris Schmank, Commissioner Chris Schmank, has really pushed um, mirrors another county, and I, I can't remember what that county was, but essentially, um, it it said the county is open. You can you can create them in the county, unless if the township and the school come to the county and say, we would like to see this zoned out for that particular township, they will zone it out. But it puts it puts the impetus on the the township and the county or in the school district to say we don't want that yeah. money. And, uh, and it allows that's, it to, that's the dance that was going on at Alley's North Union meeting is it sounded like the commissioner wanted the schools to say yay or nay. Right. And then they weren't taking the bait on that. And honestly, nobody's even come to Marysville yet. Nobody's come and talked to them. They had a little presentation about this at the at Thursday's board meeting. So, so they want you know they want the other person to play the bad guy, and nobody's saying much of anything. The schools definitely aren't taking the bait yet. Although, again, as I said earlier, I think they have to they have to say yay or nay tonight. I. I I think it's irresponsible to say nothing. I think so. I think too. either say either say hey these help and we want them, or say no we think residents don't want them and and we don't want the extra burden. I, I think just to be quiet, just hoping you'll make money without angering <laughs> anybody is, is not a responsible. But it's strange way. because you look at Marysville, and I think about the Hope Center situation where they made a very difficult choice. One that was going to be unpopular. They've not shied away from choices. Right. I, that's why this Recogni- is weird. Recognizing that that's going to be an unpopular thing, but it was the right decision for the district. It, that's Yeah, you make a really good point there. They've, they've not, even through COVID, mm-hmm. they, they've not shied away from making difficult decisions. I think, my guess is they were just hoping they wouldn't have to weigh in <laughs> on this one. And it's getting to the point now, you know, if, if they say nothing and they get zoned out, well, you cost yourselves maybe hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, maybe, right. of potential revenue in the future. All right. Well, that's the show for this week. We did mention we may have an update at the end of the episode uh, regarding that Tuesday night meeting. Several residents attended the meeting, so much so that the commissioners actually relocated the proceedings to the Veterans Auditorium. 
Though there was a fairly even split from those for and against the solar farms, the result of the meeting was that no school official spoke and no decision was made nor timeline uh, for a decision to be made. So residents will have to keep an eye out for a future meeting where some possible decision could be made. So thanks again for listening. Uh, Please do tune into the show next week and we'll see you on Thursday.